Leon? Yep. Detroit, Michigan, you know you have a problem when your cops are being raped. And you know you have a real problem when it's a cop accused of raping cops. Today's show is about the system, our system, the court system, the insurance system, the university system, small claims court with red. Judge McCree, the hot dog, he's back. When the system fails, society fails. I'm going to give you a piece here. It's Lieutenant Willie Duncan at his probable cause hearing. He will be bound over for the rape of a subordinate. Not his first, not his second, but his third accusation of rape against a fellow female officer. This from 36th District Court, Judge Kenneth King presiding, if we have that. If what she says is true, that once he gets on top of her and he inserts his penis in her and she says to get off of me or stop or no or whatever the case may be, no means no. Just in breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. What the fuck? What up, Doe Detroit? What's going on, South America? Hello, Lviv. Ukraine, we're with you. Jeez. Okay, so look. Last week we went around the world. Oh, by I appreciate you all watching a good show definitely being shadow banned by facebook there's more people that watch the video that were actually sent the video and yet you're all still out there tens of thousands of you so do me a favor share 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 let people know let people know yes let thanks for finding where us. We are. yep this is your real news because today and we're going to get to all this karen and i were watching the state of the city this past week and it was fucking unicorns and lollipops karen <laughs> you think you think this was malibu hey or beverly hills or calabasas or i'm thinking like wow I'm, i need to look out of my window more often <laughs> i didn't i didn't know <laughs> fucking calabasas california it's in the valley it's a really nice place they won't even let you smoke on the sidewalk <laughs> you have to actually stand in the street they want you to get killed they want you, yeah. That's fucking, fucking California. That's why I left. I'm embarrassed to say I know that's where the Kardashians live. That's a very ritzy area. They all live there? I believe so, yeah. Calabasas. It's kind of cheap. Oh, really? It's Good. Like, it's new. Moving in then. Pop up. Like, it looks like plaster, you know, but it's that's really ca- just. That's all of California. Sorry. Stucco and drywalls. Like, okay. <laughs> where was it? So, Karen. Um, yes. We, we, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to... Nobody fact-checked the mayor's nope. state of the city. 
Nobody said a word. And if you are familiar with whether it's state of the city, state of the state, state of the union, usually there are, uh, you know, kind of like a, a peeling back of, uh, of, of what was presented and a reality check. Is it true? You know, what are the contingencies in order to make it a reality? There was absolutely nothing. I mean, and, and, and a couple of the news stations didn't even leave with state of the city. I mean, they went on to some crime and some other that didn't really happen and some other stuff. And it's just been blown under the rug. What town this was a presentation. This was a presentation, Charlie, and everybody accepted it at face value. What town? So, what town? What big town in America does a mayor get away with that where the, the, there's no press to fact check the stuff he's talking about? Development money, crime numbers. Look, we're going to do that for you. Because abandoned houses. I mean, if, you know, if, if he's been tearing them down at record numbers, then why do we still have them? You know, what are we looking at? Why? Where, where do the contributors? Karen, Karen, save it. Save your venom. Save your heat. She's fucking hot. She should be. Charlie, I live here, man. This thing's it, it, it makes a difference to me, you know, my family, my friends, you know, my neighbors, even people who live in the city I don't particularly care for. I want the best for them as well. Okay, like, I, you know, that's the whole deal. Now, here's how I'm going to segue. I'm going to get into, uh, you know, a few reads from our underwriters because we love them very much for loving us to bring this one hour of essential news. You'll get the news today. I Ramis, only news you need this one hour you didn't have to watch the state of the city i did but how else did we get fucked by the who else is playing politics this week oh yeah we're all getting our 400 rebate from our insurance our auto insurance that didn't even go down we just got less and nothing really happened with your property your collision Right, if your car gets stolen, that went up. It's kind of bullshit. Well, there are people getting fucked by it. So who's getting fucked by it? Uh, Brian's getting. Don't uh, say hi, Brian. But we're not. I have to do a commercial before I get in here. Hi, Charlie. Look, man, these guys. This is my buddy, buddy Brian. He had a catastrophic car accident in the '80s. We all paid so much into a system. It's got over twenty-seven billion dollars in a pool. And if we're supposed to guarantee Brian lifetime help, look at him. Hey, Brian, Brian, get yes. up, man. Get up, dude. Stand up and go earn a living, dude. Do it. Come on. You can, If you really want to do this. I wish I could. Fucking right. I got, I got a chair that'll stand me up, but no, nobody to make sure that I don't fall down. Okay. I want everybody, like, uh, just if, if you're listening, you understand what I'm doing. If you're watching, look at Brian, please. That's our human brother. I'm not even, you know, I'm not a warm and fuzzy human, but I certainly care. We, we, you know, they're, they're going to fix this law somehow. They're going to have to. They're eventually going to take 17, 18,000 people we threw on the garbage pile here, and we're going to, we're going to return their coverage to them by half or three quarters, but it's going to come out of our tax dollars again, not out of this big fund. Right. And these insurance companies, this is such horseshit. But having said that, here's what you do need to know. I have to. I haven't had a proper meal in like two days, and I'm. Do, 
Remember last week the Republican hamburger? Hey, my, yeah, the fish I burglar. Get, I didn't get my fish sandwich, Charlie. Well, Karen, like we keep telling you to come in, and you keep <laughs> like Karen wants to avoid coming in so badly, she beats herself up with a hammer on the foot. I can't come in. <laughs> no, hey, I went to the doctor. I am two to four weeks out. I, w- I should be able to drive in the next two to four weeks. So right now they put me in a surgical shoe, um, and so you know I'm getting right. there, but I don't have a driver, Charlie. <laughs> well, how'd you get to the doctor, Karen? Uh, yeah, I had a ride. <laughs> okay. So the next time you go see the doctor in, at, at Fridays, if it's on a Friday, you go to uh, American Coney Island, downtown Detroit, Michigan and Lafayette. One of the only things open basically now. I mean, for God's yep, sake. You're right. They made it. You can't, you can't kill a, an icon. Right? And through Lent, this beautiful fish sandwich sold out. They sell out every week. These, these are like so good. Ambrosia. Right. Or listen, you know, the, the classic dog invented at the corner there at American Coney Island. You can always come in. You can always get them dropped at your door. Remember, it's it's what is it? Uh, March Madness is coming. Oh, yeah, that's right. Full right? swing. We should have two squads in there. Yeah. The only good thing about Michigan losing yesterday is that we don't have to watch them right now. So, yeah, everyone's watching us. Yeah, there's Mark. But we, order them for, uh, for your party. About Michigan basketball. What? It's a new Complain. show, Mark. We're just, Sorry. OK, they're teenagers in tight clothes. OK, relax. Exactly. All right, so you go to AmericanConeyIsland.com, get 12 dogs, all the fixings delivered to your door. Also, we want to remind you, listen, um, nothing t- God, there's a lot to talk to with Brian. I, wanted, I promised myself we wouldn't, we'd have a nice, crisp show today. But when you're a quadriplegic, your body can't regulate its own heat. So you need a good facility where the temperature's consistent where it can be reached by the patient, by the resident. So we all now know the level of care in our nursing homes, our rehabilitative facilities. They're not good. I can't believe we're doing this. But if you got one of these shit nursing homes, you've got one of these group homes, right? You have Basically, they're owned in mass by a few people, like everything else. Mm-hmm. Get them up to code. Get them up to speed. Get it done on budget. On time, get it done right, get everything handled with the bureaucracy, the government. You know how that is. And if you're such a landlord, such a business person, and God bless you because we do need you, you call ADR, one-stop shopping. All the deconstruction, the construction, the ordering of the materials, the permits, the whole shebang. You call Barry Ellen Tuck at 248-318-9424. This is what he does for a living. He does it very well. ADR, honest, ethical, smart, and discreet. That's Barry Allen Tug, 248-318-9424. How was that? That's brilliant. Okay. That's a great segue. <laughs> Let's see. Let's put this in perspective. Mark, do you know what went on with the catastrophic fund? Can <clears throat> you be crisp? Uh, For those who don't know. Well, there was the law signed in the cover of darkness overnight at the Mackinac Center. Okay, no? Not, not what crisp is it? What is it? Oh, well, it's a fund we all pay into. Um to a, an, org- an oversight group to disperse it to the severely injured. Is that close? Am I close? How long have you been doing Do I get a C? Do I get a C? And I don't know. Any, you make me nervous. It make any fucking sense. I don't want to get yelled at. Okay, basically, <laughs> in Michigan, right, when you, get, when you got a car, you had to get personal injury protection. And they repealed that. Right? And we all, in case, like you, like Brian, you get in a car accident and you're paralyzed for life, we take care of you for life. It was pretty unique in America. Then we decided we're getting rid of it. 
because the insurance companies are like, people are gouging us. It costs too much. We don't want to pay for the rest of your life. So they changed it. And the politicians went around parading like something great was going to happen, like our astronomical insurance premiums were going to go down. Yeah. They didn't really. And this fund continues to collect money, and it grows and it grows and it grows. Now, the new law is written like this. If you're at 120% of revenue, meaning 100% would be, that's what it would take to take care of everybody through their lifetimes, me, you, everybody. It, after 20%, we get a rebate every four years. So we're getting a rebate, but this isn't the fourth year. It's the third year, but Governor Whitmer's running for re-election. <laughs> so we all get $400 for a car, and Brian is, hey, Brian? Yes. Things aren't going well, are they? Um, not really, no. Fill us in, brother. Well, I, I mean, I was living in my home before uh, this new law kicked in, but uh, the new law essentially destroyed the uh, um, the uh, what am I trying to say? The post-acute industry and most of the healthcare agencies that supplied nursing um, personnel in home have closed down. About 90 of those businesses have closed. And so you can't find a healthcare agency to take care of you in your home. And if you try to do it yourself, you can't live on a reimbursement of 55% when you're putting out 100% of your own money. So it's the, the law basically said any healthcare provider in this industry, we're going we're gonna to cut payment to you by 45%, right? That's correct. And they all start going belly up, right? Exactly. Yeah. So even if I, I today, just, there is an option. I can continue on with full lifetime coverage. I have to pay some more, mm -hmm. but I'm only going to get 55% of what I would have got last year. That's correct. This is a fucking hot governor. You're really out there, Kim. What do you th uh, look? I don't. I you know I don't hate anybody, but this. What do, what do you what do you make of it, Brian? What's that? Can it be fixed? Hey. What would it take to to like protect you, man? I give you my four hundred bucks. Yeah, four hundred dollars won't do nothing for me. Um, I mean, it it might pay one bill or something, but that's that's not a lifetime, man. Um, I've been 38 years, you know, since my injury and I was living a fairly normal life. And now it's, you know, the, the politicians, when you call them and say, Hey, you know, I can't get, uh, the care at home 24 seven anymore. And they say, sure you can just talk to your case manager. And what they don't tell you or whoever calls in, what they don't tell you is you're only getting reimbursed about half so you can't afford it you got to pay the other half yourself so you were forced to move out of your home because of this law and now you're in a facility my question is how how well staffed is this facility how uh, how well are you being taken care of because of this law well they they run them up minimal staff here and because they're getting hit by the 45 percent also they uh they don't pay them, you know, 100% reimbursement for 
the auto accident victims that are here. And there's a lot of them that are here. And just uh, uh, not, well, probably within the last month, I know of three of them that have passed from here. Oh, God, dude. People are starting. You're, you're not doing well physically, are you, since you moved out of your house? You're getting sores and... No, I'm, I'm not getting any sores, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, my legs are tightening up, my arms are tightening up, I'm getting contractures, you know, and things like that. Um, I used to have people that could stretch me out all the time, and now, now I get uh, physical therapy three times a week and occupational three times a week for uh, half an hour each session. Do you at your house that you had to give up that's sitting there empty... Was there a, like a, a a deck, a porch you could roll out to and, you know, get some fresh air? Sure. On the front end and back. Um, and I had ramps down both of them so I could get out into the yard or get out into the neighborhood. You got a birdhouse in your backyard? You got trees I, back I there? I didn't have. Yeah, they, uh, the squirrels took down my birdhouse. But Charlie, you know, there's another component to this, and that's quality of life. Well, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, certainly Brian not just had better care, but he's in a comfortable and familiar environment. And everybody knows that when you're recovering, it's always uh, preferred to be at home or in a, a comfortable or safe and not a sterile institution. I mean, so, so that makes a difference, if I may say so. I think that makes a major difference. Yeah, one major difference, too, is uh, because of this, I lost my job of 30 years. I mean, I couldn't uh, no longer go to work and get the work done from a hospital room. Oh, I needed my computer equipment and, and people to help me out if I drop something and not have to, you know, push a call late and wait. Dude, they ruined, you know, they ruined you. Look, look. This fund made $5 billion, wow. right? They're keeping $2 billion of it for just-in-case money, in case the market goes sour, which it is. So it's $3 billion that the governor gets to parade around, look what I did for you. You get half of what you got. No rates really went down. Why didn't we just take the three bill and grandfather 18,000 yes. fellow human beings in? Why won't they tell you that? I'm pissed. They had a contract for oh, life. It's like and, they, the, and it's, the rates are going up, Charlie. They announced that the other day too. So you know they're, they're you know why the rates money. are going up? The rates are going up because the stock market's going down. There was no guarantee ever. It was a swindle. And now, don't you love it, Brian? I know you were paying attention to the press when they were Duggan was one of the main pushers behind this, right? right. And you and and the media bit this thing hook, line, and sinker, didn't they? They sure did. Say it again, brother. Say it out loud. They sure did, and they're running with it. And now they're kind of regretting it. Now they're going, oh, well, oh, geez. It's too late. But Charlie, somebody in the media said, you know, that I that I spoke with, they said, you know, why are they pushing this so hard? They said over the past couple of days, we have gotten so many press releases 
literally saying the same thing, like, hey, guess what? We're giving people $400, you know, and mm. some of the outlets picked up on it, but they were driving it down everybody's throats. I talked to a big, big dude. Uh, I, I, I talked to Paul Egan. Paul Egan's yeah. a killer, man. He's the Lansing Bureau Chief for the Free Press, a great reporter. And he's like, I'm expecting a press release every time every single person gets a check. It's that bad. <laughs> well, isn't that the problem? Yeah. Every, everyone gets 400, <laughs> but nobody thinks of people like Brian who get fucked in this whole thing. Do you feel taken advantage of? Oh, absolutely. And the other day, Whitmer was in the, what, the gas station somewhere and presented this monster $3 billion check that she wanted to hold up in front of her like it was some kind of trophy or something. That's and it's got blood all over it. Oh. Well said. Well, uh, 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 go ahead, Karen. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, because it should have. That's what the whole fun was for, to make sure that people who suffered catastrophic injuries in auto accidents were cared for. Yeah. That's supposedly the unlimited personal injury protection. And they knew, this, they knew, this, all, the they knew this all along, that Brian yeah. was out there. They knew this was going to happen. And, and it's like, why? And then if you want to add insult to injury. They sent the money to the insurance companies. If you really want it, why not send it directly to the consumers? So now the insurance companies get to sit on it for up until May before they return it okay. to the consumers. But here's the here's the worst part, Brian, is nobody's even th inspecting the fund. There's no oversight. There's no audit of this fund. Right, there's no transparency. I mean, all. right. That's a better way. I'm sure they audit internally, but there's no outside agency going in there and making sure this shit's true. Man, this is terrible. Right. Fix the shit. And, and this politically for the governor, because, you know, you've got, you know, inflation and, you know, everybody's talking about gas prices and the whole nine yards. So, hey, look, you guys, here's 400. Here's a four hundred dollar carrot we're going to dangle in front of you to make you forget about everything else and the impact that this actually is having. Yeah, shit, we could all ride around on scooters. I would catch a ride on a wheelchair with Brian before they repo that bitch. He's <laughs> battery powered, man. He's EV. He don't have to worry about it. Probably. Well, well, is Brian, is he laughing? Yes, he is. I need a solar chair. A <laughs> solar chair. Wind powered. He's in a solar chair and they don't let him outside. That's what I was going to say. Can you go outside anymore, Brian? Do they take you outside now that you're in this institution? Um, yeah, if they leave my door open. <laughs> He's locked in. Oh, that's terrible. We threw that, him in a closet. Brian's in a closet. We threw Brian in a closet. Come out of the closet, Brian. Yeah, come out, Brian. Yeah. Literally. Come on, Brian. Right. I'm sure he would if he could. You know, here's the last thing. I'll say this about the, about the gas tax and shit. We doing this. You guys remember now, watch this. Here's what you need. Some Democratic governors are calling on Biden to get rid of the federal gasoline tax, yeah. right, for a year, which, okay, that goes to, for bridges and, and highways, mm -hmm. fixing the shit that's falling around, down in America. We could do that because we now have that infrastructure money. So what we could do is kick everything a year. Let's, we're going to need that infrastructure money because bad things are happening around the world. But the Republicans here in Michigan said, oh, hey, 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 Governor, how about uh, you cancel the state gasoline tax? Yeah. Which you can't do. No, this is all Because sad. our shit's falling apart and it's the worst. And you got Ichabob Dummy Gilchrist walking around in a suit, staring dumbly into a pothole. <laughs> Look at that. 
And by the way, we're filling the potholes with $4.5 billion of borrowed money. It's not even the COVID money. It's not the infrastructure money. It's because the governor couldn't get along with anybody up there and just said, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to borrow $4.5 billion. Now, here's what you could do. We're one of the few states that has sales tax on our gasoline. It's 6%. So repeal the sales tax. Oh, but where does the sales tax go? It goes to schools. Okay, what did we do with all that go- the fake Biden money? Did, did we wait for a rainy day? Did, uh, of course not. Or did we put any structure in place? No, no we drowned the schools with it. Yeah, you don't save. Now she says, I funded schools like nobody ever funded schools, and in two years there's not going to be any money for the schools. And it'll be someone else's problem. So here's the deal. Take the 6%, put it in the, the com- uh, commuter's pocket. Since you jacked up school funding, they're not going to notice anything. It went from 7,500 to 9,500. So take, that's how you should do this. Yeah. This is what I'm looking it, for. This is LaDuff telling you. I'm up all it, night looking at this shit. We should run for governor. Hmm. Hey, Brian, um, as you guys are fighting this, is there like where, is, can you throw out some information where somebody can go to maybe help you help the fight? Is there a website? Uh, a great thing would be to call the, uh, the people on the insurance committees and there's a, several bills out there that can fix this stuff and the uh, insurance committees are just sitting on them. They won't let them go through. Of course and I don't, of course I don't even know if they're, they're having meetings, you know, in for that committee. How about we come get you, Brian, and we wheel you into the rotunda, 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 mm-hmm. rotunda, rotunda. Why don't we wheel you in, in, in front of the door of committee and just like leave you there? I'll do that. Okay, a hunger strike. So, like, you know, like. I don't know about that. Yeah, so you could start dying in front of him. <laughs> Brian said, no, I want to eat. He's like, fuck that. <laughs> I'd rather be in this box like, they hid me in. I, what is the food like there? Because we have people that are in nursing facilities that send us messages, and, and they talk about how terrible the food is. What is your culinary options? What are those it, like? We we have a schedule of food in it. It repeats um, week after week, so it's uh, it gets kind of repetitive after a while. The cooks cooks do the best they can with what they got, you know. Um, Is it shit? It's, it's not great. Yeah. You know? you need to take him some food, Charlie. Food? I'm I'm about ready to eat my dog. Inflation so high, Charlie. Dog food went up fifty percent, right? Like uh, chicken is as expensive as a fucking sirloin all of a sudden. You don't feed your dog steak? No, I, I feed my dog well. I feed him I feed him I really good food, really organic stuff with real stock. Yeah, because, you should. Because once I eat the dog, I, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking what I'm putting inside this bod right here. You know, no. I, got, I got that guy, I got him working out, you know what I mean? I got him laying Giving in him the lean. sun. <laughs> You know what I mean? Tenderizing him. Yeah, I play him nice music at night. I even, you know what? The difference between my dog and you, Brian, is he gets to go outside. Right. Brian's getting treated like a dog. I'm not being funny, dude. You're a very handsome man. You have a a beautiful face. Your expressions are are wonderful. You could just tell you're a good human. And we got to remember that. I want to hug you. He deserves better though, Charlie. He deserves better. And he's a microcosm of the thousands of other people in the state of Michigan that were dependent upon those dollars 
for his care. He didn't intentionally get in an accident. Mm -hmm. He didn't intentionally suffer the injuries that he did. And he's entitled to what they promised and what we paid for. You know, I tried to get back to as, as close to normal as possible, which is what the law guaranteed us at that time. And uh, then to have the rug pulled out at uh, for money on July 2nd, and you just scrambling to find a place to live. And God. I mean, we've had several people die because of lack of care. And This is so fake. This is bullshit. We also know, Brian, from this program, because we're not buying the bullshit, straight out of this program from court to the Auditor General's office, that we lied about the deaths in nursing homes. We, we now know, at least the listeners of this program, my friends and community, and even people we don't get along with, listen, we know it's a lie. And I refuse. I, I'm not, no, no, dude. I'm not going to let you waste away in there. I'll do what I can. I'll come get you. We'll go to Lansing. Yeah, they got to fix this. This is this this is an election year, the time that you make promises and actually keep them. I want to see something done. Right now. $400 check. Fuck your $400 check. Yeah. Per vehicle, Charlie. Per vehicle. Now, let, let, let's remember, I got three vehicles, right? But I'm only going to get two checks because I couldn't get my car registered at the Secretary of State. Yep. During, during the pandemic. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, three months. Oh, God. You get your appointment in three months. And I'm like, the insurance runs out in two months. I mean, wait, 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 wait what? Never, okay. Listen, hang on the line here. Do we, is, is John Vaughn? Yes, he is. Here, you got to listen to this one. Listen to this one, Brian. Are you there, Vaughn? I'm there. What are you doing, man? You getting your hair dried? What's going on? No, I'm actually <laughs> on the highway driving to a meeting. Okay, well, roll up the window, man. It sounds terrible. Okay. Okay. Now, well, 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 John's rolling up the window. I got to tell you something about his hair. So there was a big, like, yes. No, it's worse. Okay, that's that's good. Okay, so so there was a 100-day anniversary. John Vaughn, a football legend at the University of Michigan and a victim of Dr. Robert Anderson and, you know, all that manipulation of us young men in the athletic department during those decades. He's, he's our leader. Yeah. And they're having a hundred day sort of celebration in Ann Arbor. And I go there and I go, you going to be there, John? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, but I'm just going to get my hair done right now. He was going to get his hair done. And he wanted to look good. He's a very handsome man. So listen, uh, Johnny, let me set this up. There is a settlement in general. There's no master agreement. There will be about a half a billion dollars dispersed to victims of Dr. Anderson and the university itself. Um, but you're not getting your true justice. Uh, the doctor extracted your semen on many occasions. You want to know what happened to it? Yeah? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So you're Absolutely. still fighting. It's like, it ain't about the money. It's you're fighting. So you're going to have a big rally tomorrow. You were, you were looking, you had pitched camp in front of the president of the university his house, you got him fired, and he got himself fired, but you really got him fired. And uh, you were going to hold a rally tomorrow, and then all of a sudden, all your camping equipment, your camper, your tents, they're gone. Yeah, no, they were stolen. What happened? University of Michigan, outside of its jur jurisdiction, in its lawless way that they do everything, but, you know, 
acting in the shadows, which they do, thought it was a good idea to take my stuff, all my personal belongings, and as they say, confiscate them and put them in storage. And you never agreed when, to this? No. They no, said there's a settlement. Fuck off, that. John, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what Michigan does. Michigan constantly keeps you tied in the chains of whatever abuse or oppression or marginalization that they do to many of the students and faculty, and then they try to silence you, and they feel as if they're up above the law because none of my property was on Michigan property. It was on, it was on city property. Yeah, it was on Ann Arbor city property. And my attorney had actually spoken to the Ann Arbor city attorney and told him that we'd be, you know, moving the camp on the 13th, um, to go to the next phase. The camp was going to be changing anyway. And then my attorney uh, for that dealing in the mediation told Michigan's internal legal team and external legal team that that was the case, and that the agreement was with um, you know the city of Ann Arbor would have told them the Friday before, and on Monday they took it upon themselves to steal your stuff. Okay, everything so that is mine. That, see, that's the august and sober version. It's like, here, let me do it this way now. Universal, like, fuck it, you got your money, get the fuck out of here. And we know tomorrow, John was going to hold a rally in appreciation of students, talking about sexual abuse that continues on on all campuses in America, right? And he's yeah, right. taken upon himself to, to turn this negative thing into something positive. So they know he's coming, they move his shit. So tomorrow, John's still going to be there, and John, I'm getting wind... I don't know if this is true, bro. I don't know if I'm breaking a brotherly cone of silence, but are you going to chain yourself to the tree in front of the new president's house? Not only am I, but there will be other survivors of sexual assault standing in solidarity and chained alongside me. You're going to chain yourself to the fucking tree? Absolutely. It's uh, snowing outside, John. Well, you know, like I told Chuck one day, when you play in the North Atlantic, you got to practice in the North Atlantic. <laughs> well, you Weather just had cancer is, surgery. Are you sure you're up I to know. it? Yeah. Um, just uh, got cleared about a week and a half ago by my doctor to start you know, training and get myself back in shape. Good. And uh, right before this call, I just had my vitamin IV boost with all my supplements, you know, immune, everything that I need to power through the next, you know, 36 hours. Good, man. So your doctor uh, has cleared you to chain yourself to a tree in the middle of a blizzard. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think that was uh, what he... <laughs> expected from me to be doing. Um, I didn't expect it uh, for me to be doing this, but you know, the way that that all went down and you know, Michigan has shown that they don't even think one, our lives are worth what a human life is and no respect and you know, they're just a lawless institution. And what is it you want out of them, John? 
real quick. Like, there's a settlement. There's going to be an acknowledgement. What are you? What are you battling on for? You know, I mean, when I look at and have talked to, you know, so many different, uh, got you know, some legal advice. You know, there's so many of my rights that they violated in this action of removing, you know, not only stealing my personal items, but my First Amendment rights, my human rights, civil rights, and I want justice. And I don't know what justice looks like at this point, but I've been more than accommodating to the disrespect and the ignoring me yes uh, brother i'm gonna let me let me say this me and you me and you man i don't think you know what you want either you you know what man it's me and you everybody else just turned off so it's me and you like i'm in my basement you're in your camper again i think you're so this brought up so many fucking hurtful memories just that it, it, it can never be over for you I, I oh, just, no, it'll be over. I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not going into an endless battle. I think that's know. what I hear, brother. I think with yourself, I do. I mean, I, I don't know what else they could give you. How about some acknowledgement, Charlie, some sense give. of accountability? Hold on, Karen. Yeah, I mean, like, first of all, the university has never apologized for its responsibility for allowing a serial predator to rape more men on U.S. soil since slavery. They've never even given a, a true apology. Well, they apology. came out. They came out with a general one. Well, a fucking general apology. Well, maybe. I mean, I'm a general grown ass man. I don't take general apology. You apologize for what you did, don't. So what does it sound like, John? What does it apologize? What does it sound? I know. I know what I want to hear, dude. But I'm not. Look, I don't even expect him to mention my name. Accountable to the things that it does in the dark. Michigan so, needs to stop thinking that they can like I, I'm not afraid of Michigan. No, no, I know Maybe that. What do you want that what do you want them to do, brother? Do you want them to say John Vaughn? Michigan needs to pay for its atrocities, and that has nothing to do with money. Exactly. There are individuals still working within that organization that you want out. That basically were the gatekeeper to shuttling young boys to a serial and a known enabled serial rapist. So what do you want done? You want them fired? You want them charged? You, you, I, I know who you you're know, talking about. I don't run that university. What I do know is Michigan is not going to continue to trample all over my rights. Okay, they took your shit. First of all, no. we'll, 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 we'll start with that. I get that, but that was like... A month ago, you were pissed. I'll tell you again, dude. This is what I feel. Here's some money. Go the fuck away. No, but it, it still happened. It's still here. There's still people working there. You, I know you. You really got damaged here, bro. One, where's your semen? Two, you want your specific name. You specifically want somebody look you specifically in the eye and say it was wrong and we're sorry and we'll do what we got to do to find out if you got kids running around. Well, then I'll never do that. So I don't want that. That's why I will prove it on my own. But you would want that if they would do that. Yeah, but, you know, 
Okay. Now I'm not me, a delusional person. You can go ahead, Brian, because uh, you, you weren't listening, but we have with us on the program, Brian Woodward, John, and he's, I don't know if you heard, one of the people who was catastrophically injured in an auto accident and the way that insurance was structured in this state until a year ago, he had lifetime health care benefits. They, they took half of it away. So he joins us. This is all about a system making you promises. And fancy pants is at the top, connected, this whole bullshit meritocracy. And then those of us living a real life get walked all over. And we don't have to be walked over. And Brian can't even walk, and he's standing up with you. And I just wanted you two to meet. Awesome. Yeah, and, you know, should I stand with you, brother? Because, like you said, there are too many organizations or meritocracies or, or systems that, you know, totally neglect the people that they're supposed to serve. And they're afraid of us, right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of money behind the scenes that would like us both to go away. They would like you both to go away, but guess what? Like, there, there's Karen, there's me, there's you, there's John, there's Mark. That's five. And, and a year like this one's election, that's five of us. You, no, no amount of money can take my vote from me. But you spend a shitload of money trying to confuse my mind and what we're all doing here together right now is to remind everybody what's truly going on with us all. You think about what they're both doing and neither of them should have to resort to what they're doing just to try to get what they are entitled to. I mean, whether it's basic human decency, the common courtesy of an apology and acknowledgement, you know, what Brian is entitled to and has paid for. I mean, come on, what are we doing? What are we doing as a community and as a society where these things have to happen? Write and that Michigan down. is showing its true colors. Write that down because at the end of the show, we try to write the notes. Like what, what, was, what was the point of the show? What did she just say? What are we doing? Right, Karen? I exactly. noticed about the great people of America. You tell us the truth, we can take pain and we're willing to endure it to fix things. I'll tell you what. Everything's fucked up and we're enduring pain. We're getting along every day, our children, the price of everything, the, the fear of retirement, unemployment, debt, we're, we're, we're doing it. And if you give me an honest and clear direction, we can do it. But we're treated to bullshit. Hey, John, I remember you once saying you just wanted to be able to talk to the president or the regent, you know, President Slishel, who is gone. Did he ever ever say one word to you? Did any regent ever say anything to you? Because you just wanted a conversation. No. So the only person that they let uh, talk to us was a police officer named Dave Marshall. Okay? That worked for the University of Michigan Police. And why I'm so upset is Dave Marshall has my cell phone text, calls me, wants to talk to me about his son getting recruited and things of that nature and didn't have the common human decency to tell me that we're about to steal your stuff. You might want to come get it. Okay. Wow. So let me put this, let me, let me, we're going to move on here because we got to talk about how we're being bullshitted. The people of Detroit and of Michigan that help fund some bills for Detroit. 
how they're being lied to and bullshitted. But tomorrow, what time does your chain to the tree protest start, bro? Should start about 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, and you're going to be there for how long? Uh, at least 17 and a half hours. And why 17 and a half hours? Uh, one minute for the 1,050 uh, survivors that are in the first wave of the settlement that the university has been holding up negotiations and threatening uh, that the provision needs to be agreed to that I leave from in front of 815 South University. Okay. So I basically took 1,050 divided by 60 and it came out to 17 and a half hours because I want my brothers to know that I'm standing with them in solidarity and we will no longer be used. My brother, listen. The University of Michigan. I'm going to ask a favor then. I'm on, for my minute, okay? At precisely 420, you know, that's the, the marijuana code. It's 420, bro. So in, in, in memory of me, my time there, my experiences with that athletic department and Dr. Anderson, at 420, will you, will you remember my name? Will you dedicate Absolutely. 420 to me? Absolutely. 4.20 p.m. Absolutely. I'll, I'll get it. I'll be out there. But you know, I, I'm just worried with the way they stole the stuff and threw it in storage. I wouldn't be surprised if they remove a tree tonight. <laughs> or, if they, or if they somehow intervene, if you're saying the time and all that, that they're going to try to intervene, whether it's the I don't campus. Like, uh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you can, I don't care who knows this, and I told the police this. Like, here's the thing. You guys want to operate in the shadows? I'm going to tell you I'm coming. You have not seen the protest like I'm about to bring and rain down sports turf on you guys. Oh, who you so fucking with? Look, this, look at this. This is a mountain of a man, number one. <laughs> I'm right? not messing with him. Very, pe very peaceful dude. But you want to know what image that would be on the 10 o'clock <laughs> news? You're arresting John Vaughn, my leader? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. That's I, I bet John won't say it on, on the show here, but I bet he wants to be arrested. Man. Well, what they don't know is I'm intelligent enough to read the laws that are in place in the city of Ann Arbor. I know how to operate well within the law, unlike Michigan, covering up rapists. Ooh. That the last thing you need with cameras, documentary teams, students, professors, is for you to lay a hand on me. Yep. You've already laid a hand on my personal Item, the last thing you want to do is lay a hand on me. Ooh, I'll definitely be there. Now, let me tell you something about the police in Ann Arbor and trees. Real quick. It was back in my great career, my august career at the University of Michigan. Did a little hell raising, bro. And it was a very late night. Turned into day, and we were strung out. <laughs> and we're like right off of the arm, oh, and we're like, you told me this one. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, hey, man, that tree's so fucking cool, bro. Let's climb the tree, man. So we climbed the tree, man. It was groovy. We were like, one with the tree. And then the pig showed up and said, get out of the tree. And my buddy's a Russian immigrant. He goes, come up here and get us out. <laughs> and the cop just fucked off, man. We had one with the tree so if you climb the tree man they don't want nothing to do with you <laughs> you're gonna climb the tree john <laughs> you never know where this is gonna go <laughs> well, oof, good so luck. listen brian if you're not doing anything we can we can put a whole bunch of weeded people together i just want weeded people not stop picking on each other you can think differently
We all agree with we got problems. We all agree where the solution needs to lead us. We're disagreeing on how to get there. Right. That's these are human issues. Yeah, and everybody knows it deep down. I don't care what the goofball, hipster, political millennials are telling me on Twitter. I, I know this country. I want better for all of you. Thank you both for standing up. I mean, literally and figuratively. Stop, Charlie. Awesome, man. I appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow. Brian, uh, I'll see you soon, man. Um, I'll, I'll find out where you're at and come visit, okay? Okay, that sounds good. Do you want, and like, I'm going to send you something, Brian, from me. Okay, thank can, you. Can you eat fast food, dude? No, you can come have dinner with me. I ain't eating that shit. Do you like Arby's I, or? Why would you send him fast food, Charlie? Because send it's delicious. Send him something from Gold Belly. Don't send him fast food. Now bring him. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. We're Don't having, take it either. We're having dinner. You know how much okay. a KFC eight, eight pieces? No. That's $20. Charlie, I got to get off. I got a call coming in from my brother. I will see you guys All tomorrow. right, my man. All right, Thank peace out. Thank you guys for always supporting. All right, man. See you tomorrow. All right, Brian. We'll, we'll take this up. We'll take this up on the phone. I mean, but you can eat fast food, right? I can eat anything. You can, you can, you can eat anything. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, continue eating that pile of shit that the governor threw on you, and uh, I, I will call you. I will call you in the next day or two. Okay, brother. All right, thanks, sir. Thank you. All right, bye, Brian. Our bye warrior, bye. all right, Karen. our warrior brothers. That was brought to you by Hall Financial. Remember, um, you need to refinance right now for all the reasons we've been telling you for a couple a years time. now, right? I mean, now move now. There's lots of incentives, you know. Including um, free appraisal. Yes. Yes. Could save you up to about what seven hundred fifty bucks, depending on the house. That's right. Plus, if you're going to go buy a house, just make sure all every, they'll get everything in line for you, so you know where you're going to spend on it. And again, call I mean, first. I, I don't know about everybody, but if if you do have a house, that went up in value. Yes. And mm -hmm. money's getting tight, so you're wondering how do how do you get a nest egg now? Move now, because rates are going to go up. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Hall knows that. You know that. You can. Provide yourself a nest egg. And look, even if you don't want to take the equity out of your house, you can always put it back in. You know what I mean? Get yourself liquid. Think about that. Options. Options. It's more than just moving in and out now. It's about hunkering down. Okay? So listen, go to uh, callhallfirst.com or 866-CALL-HALL. Real simple. Callhallfirst.com, 866-CALL-HALL. It's it's about more than what it looks like. I think we're learning that. Yeah. Right? God, yes, it is. Okay. And and also, I Luke Nowacki came over last night. We talked. Hey. We just talk about lots of stuff. Numbers. Numbers. His pop. God bless him. Nursing oh, home. Right, yeah. The whole nine. And remember, this isn't Luke's advice to you. This is Luke's advice to me. Way his his quarterly newsletter is coming out. Look, if if the Dow year to date is down about ten. Mm hmm. You know the history of this thing. He's he's projecting growth, right? It's a bounce a bad, back. Not a bad buying opportunity. No, I said, look at me, man. I'm no rich guy. I just, I got my stuff in 401ks. He explained tax code to me. He explained carrying over loss to me. And you'd think I'd know it, but I didn't know it that well. <laughs> Index funds. Yeah. Index funds. Yeah. Okay, look, man. If it all goes down, we all go down. If it goes up, we go up. So, patience. Don't flip. That's the point of telling you about Luke Nowacki. 
Don't flip. Talk to somebody. Stay calm. Whose job is to understand what's going on with oil yeah. and gasoline. It's his job. I spent about six hours with him at his place. Sounds we, like you learned a lot. Already. I was telling him, man, I think I need to get into a little bit of gold. He goes, long term, I see. It, it, but it's up about 300 bucks an yeah, ounce. Been, I mean, yeah. you know, so do you, do you get into gold? Did you miss getting into gold? I would just call Luke. Yeah, and what's the number, bro? It is 248-663-4748. That's what I was going to say. He's sweet. He's personal stuff, pension a, fund he, stuff, um, credit unions. He's a good guy, and if you're going to want someone is. to oversee your money, you want a good good guy. For the longest, people, no matter what you make or what you have or what you don't, times are so turbulent you have to know what to do with what you have so that you have some type of financial platform to fall on mm -hmm. you have to regardless sometimes people that don't make a lot of money trivialize that little money and say oh yeah i don't make enough no matter what you do or what you have you need to figure out how to make it work for you amen and i'm different you know like i say this to luke this is my thought, and, and I'm not a rich man like a lot of friends of mine are. I know Wall Street guys. You've all on this program know them. My outlook is I'm conservative. I, I want my money to grow a little bit higher than the rate of inflation. Now, I missed it because it was going way higher than inflation, mm. and now the market's collapsing and inflation's high. I'm just the only way to make money is to earn it. Whether you're a landlord or a laborer or a banker or, you know, a media member, you got to earn. That's how I look at it. So when I go to Luke or when I talk to you, how do you maintain the value of what you earned? I'm not looking to get richer. Wait, so I, I shouldn't just win money? This guys do that. I don't. I can't do that. I don't gamble. I can't win the lottery. You no. like to gamble a little bit. Um, yeah. A little taste. Some people might say I have a problem. Right, exactly. I, I work too hard. The problem, really, Mark? Is, the problem is not yeah. enough money to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> I need more. Exactly. I need yeah. more. Double down. I don't know who those people are that are Mark's, saying that. Mark, they got a name for him, the chaser. <laughs> Someday I'll yeah. tell you all how to do blackjack. Yeah. How to win game. at blackjack. How? Counting cards? Uh, Double. Double down. Yeah, okay. double and splits. No, no. It's like this. Okay, look. It's a table, right? Yeah. To get in, to buy a hand is 10 bucks. You win. Mm -hmm. You put the 10 bucks in your pocket. You're, oh, you're yeah. up 10. Okay. You lose. Then you double your bet. You now put 20 down on the next hand. If you win, you're up 10. They should call you the chaser. Think about it, right? You're up 10. Yeah. Put the 10 in your pocket. If you lose, you're down 30. So now, bet 40. <laughs> if you win... You put 10 in your pocket. If you lose, you're down 40. Hmm. Get what I'm saying? I, no, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So that's why there's limits on blackjack tables. I'd rather count cards. Man. There's, there's, there's limits, right? Mark, they're going to ban you from the casino. It's not illegal. It's not illegal. My brother was a blackjack dealer in Laughlin. It was he really? Yeah. And oh, he wow. I'm like, that's genius. That's why there's limits. He yeah. says, you're goddamn right. That's why. Oh, yeah. So when you're playing with guys like us, and they're like, $160, bro, what are you doing? And I'm like... If you can't lose it, don't be at the table. Exactly. Well, that that's the first rule of gambling. So the point don't is, gamble you, what you, you can't. You lose. think on six blackjack hands you could win one? Yeah, should, should be able to, six. Well, that's the point of doubling. Yeah. That but works for shopping too. If you can't afford it, don't <laughs> don't go. Like, I think it's all of life. <laughs> okay. Does let's, it work for government though? 
If you Spe- can't afford it. Speaking of government, what we can oh state of, state of the city, Karen. Mike, oh, Mike Duggan. Yes, Charlie. Well, first of all, let me say this. Um, with with any presentation of a state of city, whether it's a, the, you know the union, the whatever, there's usually fact checks by the media in terms of what was said and what was real about what was said or what contingencies exist um, in order for those things to be successful. I watched every state of the city. And this year, you would say you walk away without any challenge that Detroit is safe, it's clean, it's developed, it's occupied, it's growing, it's inclusive, it's affordable, and it's the envy of the art world all over the place. Very disappointed, Charlie. There were a lot of components there, um, but the things that stood out to me were crime, which are numbers that you've shared. Um, There was a little uh, swipe taken at former Chief James Craig, uh, but these are a period of time that this mayor stood up behind him and said, yeah, numbers are down, but now that he's gone, okay, they really weren't down. We were kidding, but now that we have Chief White, they are down. Okay, let's go slow. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, this isn't isn't Karen's soapbox hour. We got we to gotta walk uh, everybody through it. Right. So number one, right. you say crime. What did the right. mayor say? I don't have the in front of me. No, Charlie, no, but no, he said you know, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Okay, no, I don't have the, hold on. I don't have the stats in front of me, but he said that non-fatal shootings were down. Homicides were down. So I, I don't even know if he actually gave any numbers, but he said overall crime is down. Non-fatal shootings and homicides have declined. Okay, let and me go like this. after... We had a new chief in place. Let me go. Okay. So they're still way higher than they were in 2019. Right. But they didn't go up like the George Floyd year of 2020. That's what he's okay. But here's the thing. This is what I know. That Detroit in 2021 officially tells you it had 311 murders. What it doesn't tell you is another 31 murders aren't even being added because they call them justifiable. Meaning, you went in the liquor store, put a gun in the dude's face, and the dude dropped you. It's justifiable. I feared for my life. That's allowed. But nobody does it like Detroit. Like, for instance, Baltimore will have two. L.A. will have one. In the year 2020, total across America... There were 400 recorded cases of justifiable homicide in the whole United States, 400. And last year, Detroit claimed 31 and the year in 2020, they claimed 17. You're telling me 10% of the whole country of justifiable homicides are in Detroit that that it's so bad that you can't count on the police that you take law into your own hands. Unlikely. No, Mike. No, dude. Your your response times are down because you're counting a traffic stop as a 911 call and it took zero seconds. <laughs> no, dude. That's not true. Next one, Karen. Okay, Charlie, this is something that you have been following for a long time and you talk about on the show all the time. And that's development uh, in terms of new developments that are taking place. I know that he carted out all these black developers in the end because there's still the conversation about um, racial disparity in a predominantly black city and what opportunities black people are are not getting. So all these black people now are developing all of these properties. I found it interesting that not just what he said, but what he didn't say, because he's leaving out key, um, key uh, participants in some of these developments 
um, to, to kind of change, in my opinion, the, the, the makeup of those uh, development groups. So um, abandoned houses, that was another one. Wait, that he wait, wait, up. whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Let's, let's fact check. Okay. He said $500 million in development led by black people. I'm very proud of that. Million. Of that, 134 million is that new Fisher plant. And if you're from Detroit, you know, you go down 75 or across 94. This thing, what is it? 50, 60. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pile of shit. Mm -hmm. That's not guaranteed. That was announced. That was announced two yeah. days before the speech. State of the city. So mm -hmm. like one third of all the shit you're touting is a goddamn fairy tale. It's a brownfield. Oh, by the way, one of the main guys behind that is white. You didn't even mention his name. Hmm. Yep. Okay, another one. The Stellantis factory, right? The Jeep shit on the east side of Detroit. He said they hired 4,100 Detroiters. I go, that's interesting because it only employs from their own site right here, sir, 4,900. <laughs> and before we gave them a half a billion dollars... Detroit, it employed 5,100. Will we fire everybody and then hire Detroit? You promised us 10,000 jobs. Okay, here's another one. Little Caesars, the broke-ass city of Detroit, pays $20 million a year, more or less, to finance that. They said they created 1,000 jobs. Okay, let's say they created 1,000 jobs. They don't share any profit, no revenue, no parking. So the city recoups an income tax. The income tax is about 2%. Mm -hmm. So you have 1,000 jobs that you're taxing at 2%. What do those jobs have to pay in order <laughs> to make $20 million? That's Are you great, ready? That's a great question. Here's the, yeah. qu here's the answer. Yeah. Every one of those 1,000 jobs has to pay $1 million dollars. Oh my God. For the city to break even. Okay, another That's way. That's laughable. The, the uh, hockey arena has to pay in total every year $1 billion in wages for the city to break even. Oh. This is your voodoo development in a nutshell. One more, Karen. Fact check. Chicago Fed. I like Chicago and St. Louis. Those Federal Reserve branches do very good job in terms of studies and estimations. Okay. Detroit, since bankruptcy, revenues are about the same. Property tax revenues are the same. Gambling taxes are about the same. State revenue share is about the same. The budget's about the same. If this is really going on, why aren't we making any more money? Yeah. If this is really going on in any healthy municipality, the one you live in, if it ain't Detroit, the number one revenue source is property tax. When the economy goes down, the jobs go away, you don't have tax. Mm -hmm. That's why you want property tax. But we keep giving all these fucking people every deal a break on these property taxes, which is why the revenues don't grow. How's that, Karen? Perfect. That's why I'm here, Charlie. <laughs> okay. Next one. Next but no, one. but 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 you're absolutely right. And 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 like I said, it's not everything that he said, but what he did not say. 
Um, you know, if you think back, he was at, he asked to be judge on building or replenishing population here in the city of Detroit. And the numbers continue to go down. So we're overdeveloped. We've got, you know, new apartment buildings and new houses and all these but nobody's in them. So we're overbuilt right. and underoccupied. Right. So developers make money, borrowing money and developing, right? Building owners, look, even if develop, this doesn't happen to you, homeowner. This is what Donald Trump did. And by the way, this inflation has a lot to do with Donald Trump because that deficit went up under him like, like no other time in American history except during the Civil War and when Bush decided to fight two wars at the same time. Never in peacetime did we blow such a hole in the budget. Every year, it was a trillion dollar deficit by the federal government. Inflation began long before Biden. He's a knucklehead. I don't know why you inject two trillion. Trump also injected two trillion during COVID and then the fake trillion, I told you that. The day is here. So, all these developments with nobody in them, even if the value of the property goes up, as a developer, you're allowed to depreciate the value. Basically, your building is wearing out. So you get to claim a loss, even though your shit is growing. And even if it's not growing, you still get to claim a loss and take it off of profits elsewhere. It's a good win if you're a developer. And then you don't have to pay property tax. So it's not a loss. And who's getting it? Again, I love, yeah, the, I love Detroit. I love development. I love houses getting taken down. But when you look at the public bank, remember we went bankrupt. When you look at what we're paying police, when you look at the real crime numbers, it's here. And it wasn't COVID. Just like, hey, Sleepy Joe, gas prices were through the roof before Russia. Now you're just trying to blame Putin. No, 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 no. No gaslighting. But I digress. Madam former Deputy Mayor Karen Dumas. No, 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 no. But this is the other thing, too, Charlie, is that now Mike Duggan uh, is asking a bankruptcy judge or the legislature to reverse the pension funds board's decision to commit the city to a 20 year payoff instead of the 30 years that was agreed. So they're asking for lower payments. So to me, this should have been something that should have been addressed and say to the city because it addresses the state of the city. Um, you know, it, it, it was just a cheerleading session. You know, what? you're talking about tearing down houses. We don't hear anything about a land use strategy. He mentioned that they went into the neighborhoods, uh, certain neighborhoods, uh, the Woodward State Fair area and asked people what did they want three times. Hold on now. See, you're, you're doing it. I'm, 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 because Karen used to have a drive time. She used to do four hours a yeah, day. She gets on a roll. She'd go. Yeah. Oh, no, she could go. She can go. But she got so much in the head. But that's why I have you, Charlie. Right. <laughs> that's why it's, it's a really good team. Let's unpack that, that first one you said about the pensions. Right. Wait, that's why we went bankrupt. You're right. And part and, of the deal was more or less. Okay, look, it's a podcast, guys. And this is the model for the country now. More or less, we were given a break on making those pension fund payments for a decade. More or less. Okay, more or less. Back of the envelope. So, 2023, we got to start paying. First, it was 140. Then it was 170, 170 million in a city with a budget of 1.1 billion. Now it's projected like 220. And I read the newspaper reports and it's down to 140. Well, what is it? Whatever it is, the city's got to find 20% more in revenue to make our obligations to our firefighters, cops, secretaries, and everybody else. Wow. During that bankruptcy, the little unknown thing, if the city can't make those payments, 
They're just not going to make the payments. They're not protected. Hmm. This is an oversight. So when they're saying, wait a minute, I want to redo, this is, this is federal, basically federal law. It's a federal decree, the bankruptcy um, settlement. You got to make those payments. Now, President Biden sent Detroit almost a billion dollars. It sent New York a billion, sent L.A. a billion, sent Philly a billion. I, the fourth one, maybe Chicago, I don't remember. And Detroit. Detroit doesn't have a million people. But you knew Detroit needed it. So Detroit is keeping, it was basically $824 million. They're going to sp spend $400 million on like parks, like Karen's saying, and patch on the head and job training. And the other $400 million goes to, get ready for it, budget shortfalls. <laughs> so here's what you do. We have a $100 million shortfall in the fire department. We plug that hole with the Biden money. We take the $100 million we, we had from the fire department. We put it in the pensions. It's a freaking shell game. It's a shell it's game. All Karen. of this, all, everything you've talked about today has been a shell game, man. It's a sh well, I'm, I'm just it's, trying it's to do. fucking insane. I hope you guys are enjoying this while you're doing your dishes. <laughs> this is the facts. But this is what we deserve to hear from the people that we elected, whether it's the governor, whether it's the mayor, whomever. I mean, people just we, we understand that these people aren't magicians, you know, that they're issues that are decades long. They're entrenched in the infrastructure of the systems. We get that. But don't come to us and tell us that everything is right. Don't urinate on us and tell us it's raining. And don't try to act like they're, you know, what you're what you're not doing is not discoverable. I mean, even though the main, you know, main people in the media aren't saying anything about it, Charlie will take the time and, and do the homework and find out and share that. But at the end of the day, Charlie, what does that mean? That's what we that's what we have to figure out. Now that we know, what do we do about it? As opposed to just saying, okay, well, what he said was wrong. Now what? Here now goes. what do we this do? What we do. Down and down, down. <laughs> it's over. I mean, yo, man, you're driving us into a cliff. This dude's going to be gone by the time we yep. go over the cliff. It's time now to get the shit together and to tell the people the truth. And so, look, it used to be in the media, like, there was, there was back when these newspapers were rocking. And by the way, I... George Hunter, Paul Egan, uh, uh, Nancy Kafer. Like, they're, they're really capable people that know what's going on. But in general, there's no institutional knowledge. These papers used to be huge. Two of the biggest papers in the United States. Circulation over a million. And now when there's a state of the city, there's no one there to fact check. What it is is five, five things you need to know from the speech, and it's a regurgitation of the yeah. speech, and it's bullshit. Yeah. The skyscraper is bullshit. You all know it. It's already proven. I told you it's not getting built in the form they promised us. That's already come true. It's not going to be 900-plus feet. It's not going to be the tallest in Michigan. Now the plan is 600-and-something feet. We don't even know where that baby's going to go. Breaking news. Mark this down. Gilbert's refinancing his buildings. He doesn't have a partner in that skyscraper. The skyscraper's got to get done, so talking to one of the big honchos that put that deal together, where would he get the money? Keep your eye on this, Michigan and Detroit. They're probably coming to you. Probably coming for some of them Biden bucks, just like GM did. Looking for the old bailout. I'm not saying it's true, but I'd put my money on that if I was a gambler, man. I'm not a gambler, man. Watch. Watch it.
just like they did with that that book Cadillac Hotel. Mm-hmm. Which so was, was, they sold it for what you know what, what the 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 guy that owned it was in debt for, and the guy that bought it got thirty million dollars off his tax bill. We don't have that anymore. That's we lost revenue. But just like that Fisher Mansion sale, Charlie, that you know, there's no evidence that. Uh, any significant investment was made into that property and the price more than tripled over less than six years. The CEO or COO of Stellantis purchased the house for $4.9 million and it was only listed for one day. Mm. And he, he, he's in gross point and doesn't pay any taxes already. Why would he come here and pay? It just, mm. well, I, look, that one's too inside baseball. Like somebody else do that story. You know what I mean? Whether you're using Stellantis' money or your own, if if there's a public component to it, let me know. I'm so busy. It, it, that is weird. A $5 million mansion in Palmer Woods. But that is, that is being talked about. I just can't wrap my head around it. You know, I got raper cops and I got, you know, Brian over there. Like, you know, we got my friend John chained to a tree. I got $400 I don't know what to do with. You got to deal with Dog me. food went up 50%. You have Luke counting numbers around you. I got this nice chicken uh, fish sandwich (laughs) getting cold. Too much. Okay. So speaking of the system, I told Red not to do it. Come on, Red. Don't do it. Red Red had some guy that went to, what do you call it, Howard Specs? Yeah, he calls it Howard Specs. Howard Specs, yeah. Howard Specs. (laughs) To film his comedy night. He explains it. And a guy fucked it up. And then Red took him to small claims court. And won five hundred thirty-three dollars. I'm like, won. way to go, Red. Except it cost five thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars <laughs> to fight the fucking thing. <laughs> you got the judge. You know, you saw the judge earlier. The whole thing's COVID yes. and Zoom and like. Well, congratulations. Well, he's gonna get his money. Red's <laughs> Red's realized some things, and uh, here's his report. <laughs> Andre Godwin, aka Fried Egg Productions, supposed to be a video recorder and all that. Officially lost today in court. Got that ass. Now, that's just the the the, the principal part of this. Now we still got to collect the funds. So uh, Friday production, <laughs> supposed to went to Howard Speck. I wouldn't even tell nobody that no more. I, if I was you, I wouldn't even do that. I would not tell nobody that I spent $15,000 to go graduate from Howard Speck with the bullshit you submitted to me here on these cards. I will tell you this. The court system is kind of jacked up because of Corona. So everything was through uh, Zoom. I bet was in the same chair in court. And I'm going to be honest, I was a little frustrated at first with the process of using Zoom, but I've come to appreciate court in the zoom process it's way better than going there in real court you get to sit at the crib you want to hit the job i was smoking in court you ain't never been able to do that before zoom hit the little camera off i was puffing the joint like man i'd be glad when they get to my case (laughs) now i done went to court just pay me my money you told me on the phone my little money wasn't shit to you okay that's fine show me how much it ain't shit and pay it to me don't make me go put a lien on your estate, your car. I will put a lien on your car. I will put a lien on your shit. Do you understand me? I will put a lien on your cameras where every time you go to use them bitches and I find out you paying me. 
Okay? I will lean the shit out of your life. <laughs> you get Social Security, it'll be a lien on that bitch. You'll get a check, and that bitch will be $533 short. I don't give a damn. So, yeah, what? Man, I look here. I lean on his life. You got a bridge card? I'm putting a lien on it. Whatever they let me put a lien on. Huh? I ain't playing. I will put a lien on your goddamn cash app card. Fuck with me. I find out what your cash app is and put a lien on that bitch. I put a lien on your kids. I put a lien on your great grandkids. I don't give a damn. My estate will be leaning on your shit until we get our five hundred and thirty-three dollars. And don't let me find out you can repossess some shit based on the lien. Oh. I'll be riding by your house. See if you got some new front porch furniture. If I like it, it'll be in my backyard. I'm putting the repossessment. Go repossess that, that new Home Depot camp, uh, the thing back there he got. See that backyard thing? I want to put a lean on that. That's called lean window shopping. All right. <laughs> the man wants his 533 bucks. This shit gone to his head. <laughs> he was very confident in that in his, uh, his show. He's like Perry Mason now. <laughs> I put a lean on that, repossessed this. But he likes Zoom because he can wear you know, his underpants and smoke his weed. Exactly. So maybe there's something good came out of his, Karen. Uh, Charlie, I just got a message. My brother passed. So oh, I'm going to. Oh. Okay. You know what? He's been, you know. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry, Karen. Okay. I just got a text. Ooh. So I'm sorry. You want to you jump? Um, no, let's finish. Okay. Let's finish. Let's take a moment. What was your brother's name? Ronald. Ronald Parham Sr. Parham. Is your last name Parham? No. Maiden name? No. Half brother? Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I got all kinds like that. There's no such thing as a half or a step. You, right. You I know, but he was former chief of police for the city of Highland Park. Uh, he was a you, veteran. Oh, that's your brother? Yeah, that was my brother. Good guy. I didn't know that. Yep, that was my brother. Oh, I'm so sorry, Karen. It's okay. I appreciate your support, Charlie. And we carry on. Let's finish. And thank you, Brian. Brian sent me a message. But yeah, let's 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 we got a show to finish. So. Oh. Well, I would make a joke bringing it down, but it's your brother. Uh, you know, I want to uh, remember my brother Jimmy. It was almost a year ago that he passed. I was thinking about him yesterday. So, you know. Good life. Good life, everybody. Live it well. Do something for each other. Now, finally, let's just do this. Red went to court, but that's not the only system that's fucked up. There, you'll remember, there are judges. Oh, yeah. Oh, we should do this, by the way. Uh, listen, uh, Wayne County Executive Warren Evans, have you funded the Wayne County prosecutor enough yet to get the three years of backlog cleared off the books, dude? I haven't forgotten that. It's messed up, right? Fund the courts, right? It's an American principle, a right trials. to fair and yep. speedy trial. Okay. okay. Having said that, Wade McCree, remember him? Hot oh, yeah. dog. Oh, yeah, everybody remembers Wade. Well, we put a thing together. But Wade McCree's back. Supreme Court He's banned back. him for six years. He was such a creep, Judge McCreep, that they banned him, and the six years is up. Uh, here's a little... Oh, by the way, yeah. what's up with Fox 2? I, yeah... It's hard to find archival footage. Oh my God. Like, uh, look, I, I believe I made some seminal TV. 
yeah. that I kind of reinvented it. And people, you know, I get, I get stuff from people around the country. Where's that thing I want to teach in my class? And they changed the internet providers and all the really cool shit I did is gone and I got to go to Channel 7 to see my own stories. And you got to hunt and find it. And I, I came across one where you were setting up a Wade McCree story. And it came, yeah, there was an angle from your right. <laughs> you had your suit jacket on, your tie, and shorts. And I'm like, that's the Charlie I know and love. <laughs> right. I remember Monica Gale going, I don't like that. <laughs> well, I liked it. I'm like, that's the point, Monica. Worked, yeah. You got to fuck with everything. It's no bullshit, man. Remember they used to let me do the um, the opinion pieces? Yeah. On Friday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how they usually have the general manager, and that's yeah. the way it is? And they'd let me be naked in a, in a, in a raincoat? <laughs> hey, it gets people's attention. Early, man. My favorite one is still you in the bathrobe yeah. in the ladies' bathtub. When Good you luck were, finding it. Mess. That, to me, was the classic one. Yeah. Good luck finding it. Can you find it, it for us? So, no. thanks to whoever this dude was that actually, like, loved the work so much, we... We took some of your stuff since it's my stuff and it's our stuff now. And uh, here's Wade McCreed then and now. Hot dog. There's no shame to my game. You might remember the story of Circuit Court Judge Wade McCree. It was eight years ago when I confronted him with a naked picture he'd sent to a female employee. His performance was so bizarre that the Michigan Supreme Court took the highly unusual step of censuring him for bringing shame to the profession and acting like a total McCreep. She said she got it from me? Is that through him or she told you? Through him. Oh, so it's still hearsay. Judge McCreep became the gag of late night comedy shows. But the judge didn't seem to have learned his lesson. Because a short time after that, McCreepy started banging a younger woman with a child support case before him in court. The judge threatened the baby daddy with jail. Then he got the young woman pregnant. Then his wife found out that he got the young woman pregnant, and they both tried to convince the young woman to get an abortion. McCreepy went so far as to go to the county prosecutor and complain that he was being extorted. That's when the young woman came to me. And that's when Judge McCreepy ended up in front of the Supreme Court fighting for his law license. Here he is back then, trying to defend himself. I confess she was an attractive, striking woman, and uh, you know she caught my eye. I'm a, a, a rather effervescent uh, personality, and sure, we chatted. To use a term, we hit it off. I'm a, uh, a middle-aged man. She was a young woman. Uh, she, was, uh, she was pretty, I, and I'll admit I was excited. I don't want to say that uh, the water came to the horse, but I must say she certainly uh, was coming on to me with an ease that uh, surprised me. It thrilled me. I was flattered. Um, to use uh, the vernacular, maybe my nose got opened a little bit. She would be at the apex of euphoria. She'd be at the abyss of near homicidal anger. You have all that hot passion, all that good steamy romance at the beginning, and it ebbs. If I had a minute, she wanted an hour. If I had an hour, she wanted an afternoon. If I had an afternoon, she wanted an evening. If I had an evening, she wanted a night. <sighs> I was vulnerable, but my nose was open. I knew what I was doing when I was getting into this relationship. Um, I lusted after this woman. And um, as my wife calls me the great accommodator, I was trying to uh, work with her, help her. I tried, I tried a couple, three, four times. 
She would uh, sweet talk me back, uh, back into it. Oh, wait, things are going to change. They're going to be better. And, and I believe it. So it, uh, she wanted me. She wanted to become Mrs. McCree. And when I said, no, we can't go at this speech, she said, well, how about uh, if I tell your wife? I was lonely. Uh, this woman did fill a void that I was feeling at that time. Um, I apologize. I'm sorry. What are you going to run by the prosecutor? Nothing. <laughs> With Miss Mott, in many, in many of these matters, you, you got to tell her what she wants to hear or she continues to sweat you. She always wanted, you know, the next biscuit. That's cool. I run about a prosecutor. All right, we're done. We've gone through these text messages, about eight or nine or ten of them. I would delete every message I'd get. You know, you make it, you delete it, you receive it, you delete it, and so forth. Why didn't you recuse yourself come Monday morning? It was an absolute bonehead oversight. I am sorry, Your Honor. What's Rachel's dad's name again? Yeah, yeah that does, but you can see, I didn't even... Oh, I apologize, I didn't know. Thank you. Question. Does this remind you now that he's going to be in? No, the... Thank you again. I should have recused myself or transferred the case, but I did not punish or give um, unnecessarily favorable treatment to the man either. He got his probation. On he went. Paragraph 76 of the complaint. They talk, they mention the text. You're talking about the docket from hell filled with tatted up, overweight, half-assed, English-speaking, gap-tooth, slank hoes. Correct. It is flattery. Come on. I apologize, Your Honor. She was there to incite Laverne to basically throw me out the house, so I'd come running to her, and then she'd take me back into her arms. I did not think it would get to that extreme. I mean, to me, this was... This was already bad television. Her answer was, I felt I had to do it. When I said, okay, what are we gonna do about this? And then she says, oh, guess what? No, now I'm having twins. You know, as in my late 50s, I'm not looking to be a new dad. She gets from Wade her November um, uh, house note and she gets the termination and we all go away. Did you have any other thoughts about it? Oh, yeah, that she's clearly looking to bring me down. This is at the time when Laverne and I are trying to work Miss Mott to get the termination so we can all walk away. Well, that didn't work, and McCree was kicked off the bench. I've been wondering, has he learned his lesson? Well, you be the judge, because here's McCree just the other evening telling his story to a packed audience. McCree calls his one-time lover Karen and refers to himself in the third person. The baby daddy was not locked up. Why? Because he paid his back child support per the court order and Karen was never, ever pregnant by Wade. Yes, this was a case of another idiotic, egotistical public official who got some lipstick on his dipstick in his chambers. And with that, this other news station packs up his cameras and leaves. Whereafter, as you saw, I was sanctioned with the most severe punishment of any judicial official 
never to have been indicted criminally, never to have taken a dime, and never to have fixed a case. Unlike some other similarly situated judges who only got suspensions, oh, I'm fired, of course, and they take all my money. And it is also ordered that if I try to run in the next election and I win openly and fairly by public vote, I will be suspended again without pay for an additional six years. But Karen isn't done. Now armed with a lawyer of her own, she threatens to sue me civilly if, you guessed it, I don't settle out of court with her for another ignorantly large sum of money. I suppose she thinks that I'd rather pay her five figures before I pay a lawyer six figures to defend the case. Mm-mm. I'll pay half the lawyers in Wayne County the last of my money before I give a dime to that lion-ass skank hoe bitch. And I probably did. His six-year suspension from the bench is over. Will McCree run again? Who knows? But it proves one thing for sure. They say justice is blind. But McCreep? He's deaf, dumb, and blind. In Detroit, I'm Charlie LaDuff. Not the Karen he is referring to. Let me make that very clear. That guy loves being on a stage, loves being in court, loves uh, everyone listening to him. No, he didn't learn anything. His wife was in the audience. Seriously? Yeah. Who's advising this guy? Dipstick. Okay, I just, hey, wait, I know it's going to get around to you, dude. Let me just say, that got sent to me by a heavyweight who's really probably not crawling around on the internet looking for, you know, cancel culture stories uh, from the civic auditorium. Meaning, everybody's jaw dropped, dude. Lying ass, skank ass hoe. Yeah. What? And that, that's a speech he gave, what, like last month to... Yeah, it was like, like a couple weeks, two weeks ago. Like, you know, it's one of those... That, uh, that was part of the Society of Twisted right. Storytellers. And they Thank go and, and tell their story, so... Yeah, that we, was definitely twisted. That was uh, nuts. That was, by the way, that's why one of the reasons you got censured was talking about people like that in front of you. Him on the stand was nuts. Him speaking about it now is insane. He learned nothing. Oh, my God. And he he was on the stand in his own defense. I know. Oh, my God. We're trying to work. Hot dog. We're trying to work Miss uh, Mott into getting the termination. First, he promised he's going to marry her. Then then he's uh, manipulating her getting an abortion. And she's a lying-ass, skank-ass hoe. Yeah, of course. Dude. Because that's what he says. Yeah. Hey, Brian, that's your government at work, dude. <laughs> so my doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and us, this guy wants is, is a room at 72 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. in his home. Ugh. All right, that's the program. Wow. Karen, thank you for your hard work on that. 
Thank you for your support, Charlie. Sorry you make for, for everybody makes a good team. Uh, sorry about your brother. Really am. Yeah. Right. Thank you, guys. I okay. appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. All right, everybody. Try to love one another. Brian, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, bro. Okay. See you Thank tomorrow, you. Johnny. Chained to the tree. Uh-huh.